Hey yo, what's good, my fellow ballers? Welcome back to another episode of A Bottom with Tyler Todd. You, I just got back from a vacation in Arizona, took a little well-needed break, but now we back on the grind with episode 51 of this rad podcast. And on this episode, there was a lot of basketball news this past weekend, also along with the Olympics, but specifically basketball. A lot of guys are getting shipped to other to other places. We're gonna have some new homes coming up in this new season. And a lot of well-known household names are going to be playing for some teams they probably don't want to be playing for. <laughs> so here's just going to be a flurry of guys signing and pretty much that's pretty much going to be it here, folks. But for the first one, this is probably one of the bigger ones in the offseason so far. Lonzo Ball and the Chicago Bulls have agreed to a four-year $85 million deal and a sign-and-trade agreement, according to Woj, Garrett Temple, Thomas Sadoransky, and a second-round pick are reportedly going to New Orleans in the deal. So, Lonzo Ball, who the Lakers drafted three, four years ago. I'm not entirely sure when they – I don't remember the date specifically, but I know it was very recently. Number two pick. He was going to be the future point guard, you know, oh, 6'6 kid. That is as tall, you know, point guard skills. That is as tall as a small forward, is super athletic, is very skilled for a point guard of that height, can shoot, all this stuff. We ended up getting rid of him very soon, which is a huge bummer. And he's just kind of jumped around. He was on the Pelicans just now before he got traded. And now he's going to be a Chicago Bull, who really, they have nobody. The team is stinky, and they've been bad for years now. Another young team in the East that's trying to put together some some good pieces, and it just hasn't really worked out. But on this last year, Lonzo Ball averaged 14.6 points per game, 4.8 rebounds per game, and 5.7 assists per game. Both the Pelicans and the Bulls are awful. So I don't think he, I mean, I would think he's excited because he gets a fat deal, 40-year, 85 mil is a lot of money. But, I mean, he's so going. I think I think personally he's going to a worse team in Chicago. New Orleans was at least decent. They had some okay pizza, especially with Zion, the number one pick a couple years ago. So I don't know. I'm if I, was Chica- if I was Chicago, I'd be excited because you're getting a really, you're getting a proven playmaker. Like, he literally is so talented with the ball and just gets – He's a, he's a team first guy. Let's just say that he gets he makes sure that the players score first before he does. And once he develops his shot, because he does have a very awkward jump shot that requires him to move across his body and shoot. Once it once he works on that, if he ever does, and once he actually makes that and he feels more comfortable taking a shot, he actually is a decent shooter too. So I think they should be pretty excited. For the Pelicans side of the trade, they received Garrett Temple and Thomas Sadoransky. Garrett Temple is a 3 and D player. He can shoot the ball pretty effectively, and he also plays good defense. He averaged 7.6 points per game, 2.9 rebounds per game, and 2 point assists per game this last season. He's going to be mainly a, a rotational bench guy. He's not going to be starting. Thomas Sandoransky, he definitely is going to be a bench player because he's a point guard just like Alonzo, but also a very skilled point guard. He pretty much is only a shooter. 7.7 points per game, 2.4 rebounds per game, and 4.7 assists per game. So the Pelicans get a young point guard in Sadoransky. Temple is a veteran, a veteran shooting guard, two-way point, two-way guard. So shooting guard, point guard, but also you know can shoot the three well, play defense. So I guess it's an e- I, I guess it's an even trade. We got to see the second round pick that they're gonna get. So we'll see who that ends up being for next year. Next on the trade on the trading list, Chris Paul is staying with the Phoenix Suns on a four-year deal worth up to 120 million. So. Good because I wanted Phoenix to I wanted Phoenix to resign him so because he did not he he denied his player option 
which was like a couple hours before he made this deal because I think they wanted to restructure the contract, maybe get him a little bit less to work on a better deal. So they did exactly that last year or just this past season, 16.4 points per game, 4.5 rebounds per game, and 8.9 assists per game. Obviously, he's a great veteran re-signed for the Suns. They literally just came off a finals appearance literally like a month ago. So I'm glad they re-signed him because now it allows the Suns to go out and get like some younger guys and still have good veteran presence there. Because now that they have a taste of the finals, I really think they're going to be there again. I'm not sure maybe next year, but maybe in a couple years, get a couple more guys in the mix, and they should be making a return very soon. Next on the list, Mike Conley is returned to the Utah Jazz on a three-year, $72.5 million deal. Mike Conley is a very skilled point guard. He can shoot, pass, play defense. I think he's been one of the more underrated point guards in the entire league. He's always overlooked because of the teams he's always played on. He played for the Memphis Grizzlies, where he pretty much was always the number one guy, but always someone else was always the main focus. And now he's in Utah with Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Joe Ingles. So they're all the focus and not Mike Conley. But Mike Conley literally can get you pretty much 20 points every night if you give him the ball. He's very skilled. So I'm glad that Utah re-signed him because they need point guard help. Even though they did have Jordan Clarkson, sixth man of the year, off the bench to play that role or the shooting guard role, Mike Conley fits the role perfectly. So I'm glad Utah brought him back on that deal. Next on the list, this is more of a frustrating one for me because he's one of my favorite players in the league. Kyle Lowry is going to the Miami Heat on a three-year deal and a sign and trade worth deal worth $90 million. Lowry, a six-time All-Star, NBA champ, and longtime Toronto Raptors heading to Miami. He's been one of my favorite point guards ever since he's been in the league. My buddy Steven Much isn't really a big fan of him, but I've always liked him. This past season, 17.2 points per game, 5.4 rebounds per game, and 7.3 assists per game. More of a shorter guy. I think he's like six, like six foot six one. He still play, he, he plays big. He's a very he's a very good defensive player. He shoots the ball pretty well. The only problem is he always is never clutch in the playoffs, which sucks. But he does have a ring under his belt. That was when Kawhi made his one year trip to Toronto. They ended up winning. So I'm glad he at least got a ring because I think he deserves it. He obviously is one of he's been one of my favorite players in the league, and I just like his attitude in the game for sure. Still staying with Miami Heat. Duncan Robinson is staying with the Heat on a five year ninety million dollar deal. This is so overpaid, and, I, and I, it blows me away. So I'm not saying Duncan Robinson's a bad player because he's not. He's one of the league's best three-point shooters off the bench, though. He, may, I mean, he may start for Miami as a small forward or a shooting guard. He may he may start for them, but I, I don't think you give him five years, 90 mil. I'd say you give him five years, maybe like 40, 45, 50 maybe, but like not 90. The guy hasn't even been an all-star, and he's pretty much a bench player. But Miami likes to overpay everybody. So this past season, 13.1 points per game, 3.5 rebounds per game, and 1.8 rebounds per game. Yeah, I don't know if I want to give $90 million for five years for 13 points a game and not even five rebounds or two assists per game. Like, I, I don't know. That doesn't really seem <laughs> it doesn't really seem practical to me. But Miami felt that was necessary because he's been with them since they drafted him. So kudos to you. Whatever. Next on the list is Tim Hardaway Jr. He is returning to the Dallas Mavericks on a four-year, $74 million deal. This is another one. He got the bag in New York. They gave him some like ludicrous contract, and then he was sent to Dallas, and obviously they just gave him a newer contract. And I'll say this. He's he's an athletic point guard. He can he can pass. He can shoot. He can play above average defense. He can he can be a starting point guard on a, on a lot of teams. He's not an all-star point guard, but he's he's a solid point guard. Last season, averaged 16.6 points per game, 3.3 rebounds per game, and 1.8 assists per game. So for Dallas, I mean, they already have Luka Doncic who can play 
I mean, he literally can play the point guard position if you want to, but he's their small forward. You also have KP and him and a lot of other rotational guys like Norman Powell and a couple other guys. And Boban Marjanovic is another one. But, yeah, his his situation's weird because I think Dallas, I didn't really want to, didn't want to wait around to sign somebody like, I mean, obviously they just signed him, but I'm saying maybe like a better candidate on the market. Maybe they're getting a little nervous, so. He's already been there for a while, so maybe it's some familiarity. And he's almost scoring twenty points. He's almost scoring twenty points per game, which is good. So that production's good. So maybe get it up a little bit. He he's worth it. Yeah, maybe just not for that deal, but maybe a little bit less, and it'd be worth it. Next on the list, Doug McDermott is going to the San Antonio Spurs on a three-year, forty-two million dollar deal. McDermott averaged thirteen point six points per game, three point three rebounds per game, and one point three assists per game this twenty twenty-one season. More of a not really a defensive minded guy. He really is a catch and three shoot player. Really just more really is just a three shooter, a mid range guy. Has some decent paint presence, but yeah, my sister went to college with him and I actually got to meet him for like a short like split second. He's actually a rad dude and he's a rad basketball player. So I'm also I'm actually extremely bummed that he's in San Antonio because he was in Indiana and he actually was like a perfect role player for that team. And I actually think he was getting some starting minutes on that team as well. So San Antonio's not a good team anymore. They're not the team in the West that needs to be beaten. They're the team that, like, needs help every year now. So, I don't know. I'm bummed for him, but, hey, he got he got a cool, cool 42 mil over three years, dude. So, I'm stoked for him. And this is a big one right here. Dwight Howard is returning to the Lakers. I'm stoked about this one. So, he won a chip with the Lakers in 2020, and he rejoins LeBron and Anthony Davis. This past season, he averaged seven, seven points per game, 8.4 rebounds per game, and almost an assist per game. So for Dwight, this is good. I was telling my buddy Steven literally last night, I felt that when he won the championship with the Lakers last year, they want so they wanted to re-sign him, but maybe they were going a different route with like they didn't have enough money to get him back. So they're like, hey, we're going to dump you, but then we're going to bring you back one year later. Or we want to have you back. Just wait patiently, and we'll make it happen. So then he went to Philly this past season. He was, I'm pretty sure... Um, excuse me, he was not their starting center because Joel Embiid was. But when Joel Embiid would go out, Dwight would come in. And hey, seven points off the bench, almost nine rebounds a game, almost an assist a game for a center. Dude, for a backup center, that's what you want. Dwight knows his role, and he's specifically and he is specifically going to know his role on this Lakers team. Dude, just come in, give us some hustle minutes, give us the dirty work, just give us some boards. Just give us boards and just protect the room. We don't need you to drop points because that's what we have. Russell Westbrook, LeBron, and Anthony Davis for. We don't need you to drop like 20 and 30 a game like you used to when you were in Orlando. And he knows his role now since he's much older. And he's he knows the guys that he won the chip the championship with. A, a majority of them are still on the team. So he's going to have some good familiarity with them. And I think it's good for him. Don't have to be pushed into a starting role again. Just, dude, come off the bench. Give us some hustle minutes and you're good. So I'm a huge fan of that signing. Next on the list, Norman Powell is going to the Trailblazers on a five-year, $90 million deal. This is another one that's, I think, overpaid. I think he's so nasty, but it's just a lot for – it's just a lot of money for I, – I, that's it. It's just a lot of money. <laughs> that's it. One of my favorite two-way players in the league, he was in Toronto for literally his whole career. He won that championship with them in 2019. He was a part of that team with Kyle Lowry, who I mentioned earlier. With the backcourt of Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, he's going to provide great scoring and defense off the bench. Literally, it's the perfect guy to come off the bench and spell one or the other. He averaged 18.6 points per game, 3.1 rebounds per game, and 1.9 assists per game. So, 90 mil, yes, I think is over. Is really, dude, I don't think, 
90 million is just a lot for just a bench guy, but he's a very talented player nonetheless. Next on the list, Kent Bazemore is going to the Lakers on a one-year deal. He averaged 7.2 points per game, 3.4 rebounds per game, and 1.6 assists per game. A slasher-esque type player will give you solid minutes off the bench. He's not a starting material, uh, starting caliber guy anymore, but I've always liked his game. Next on the list, Blake Griffin is back to the Nets on a one-year deal. The six-time All-Star, one of the more talented power forwards in the game. He definitely is in the twilight of his career, but he can still put up solid numbers. Average 11 points per game, 4.9 rebounds per game, and 3-point assists per game this past season. I didn't really think he got into a groove when he got to Brooklyn. Obviously, he did get traded at the deadline, so it was hard for him to really get rolling. But I think with, obviously, with Kyrie, Katie, and James still being there, it's a lot of household names. And he, I mean, he used to be, Blake Griffin used to be a very well-known household name when he was with the Clippers. So it's hard to get production when you play with three MVP, three future Hall of Fame players. It's very tough. So... Hopefully he's able to, you know, get the get the ball in his hands more. But that's the problem is because all three of the players on that team, KD, James, and Kyrie, like all need the ball to thrive. Okay, they don't all need the ball to thrive, but like they they are very successful with the ball in their hands. So I don't know. I hope I hope he has a bounce back here because I've always liked him. Dwayne Dedman is back to the Heat on a one year deal. He was the he was the Hawks starting center for quite some time. He's just a big physical defender, not really a scoring type guy. He really is just a paint protector. 7.1 points per game, 5.4 rebounds per game, and 0.8 assists per game. This is good because the Heat already have Bam Adebayo, so I think Deadman's the perfect backup center to Adebayo because Adebayo is a decently skilled center. He really is kind of just an alley-oop, you know, back, back to the hoop type player, but Deadman is good to come off the bench as well. So I think that's a good one-two punch to have on your team. Next on the list, Austin Rivers is back to the Nuggets on a one-year deal. Is a backup point guard. I've never seen him as a starting point guard ever. He's he's decently skilled, but for a bench guy. 7.9 points per game, 2.3 rebounds per game, and 2.3 assists per game on the season. This is a bummer. Alex Caruso, is, who's a former Laker, is signing with the Bulls for four years, $37 million. So he's joining up with Lonzo, who, who he played with for quite some time in L.A., which is dope. On this past season, 6.4 points per game, 2.9 rebounds per game, and 2.8 assists per game. He really is just the... Kind of just a jack-of-all-trades guy. He, he'll do all the dirty work. He gives you hustle minutes. He rebounds. He's not really not really a scorer, but he, he plays good, tough defense. He'll hustle for you. He'll go against the guys that nobody wants to play defense against. He's decently athletic. He can. He's a slasher, you know, layups. Not really a shooter, not really a scorer, but the basic, the basic principles or basic mechanics of basketball he gets down, so... Joining joining up with Lonzo probably makes it more comfortable for him since he probably didn't know anybody on that team. Next on the list, Wayne Ellington and Trevor Reza are also coming to the Lakers. I am so stoked about this one because Trevor Reza used to be a Laker when Kobe was around, and he was really uh, a gangster during that time. Wayne Ellington, 9.6 points per, per game on the season, 1.8 rebounds per game, and 1.5 assists per game. And then Ariza, 9.4 points per game. 4.8 rebounds per game and 1.8 assists per game. Ariza is a stretch four, even though he's kind of a tinier guy. He's always played the four pretty well. Wade Ellington is a backup point guard, so obviously they signed Russell Westbrook. So it's the, the Lakers are making some very <laughs> my voice is cracked. Jeez, the Lakers are making good moves for the bench and the starting rotation. They are still trying to get shooting guard Buddy Heald from the Sacramento Kings, which would be literally perfect for the mold of this team. So hopefully they go out and get him and. 
even if they have to trade away some, you know, maybe some draft picks or whatever, I think it's still worth it because he's a very talented three-shooter. So I hope they make it happen because everything they've done so far in the offseason has been very good. Next on the list, Jermichael Green is returning to the Denver Nuggets for a two-year deal worth $17 million, 8.1 points per game, 4.8 rebounds per game, and 0.9 assists per game. Another big power forward. He's more not really a stretch for back-to-the-basket type player. He'll give you solid minutes just defensive-wise. He can rebound. He can pass. So it's good for them because the Denver team needs to keep that core together. Zach Collins on the list next. To, he's going to the Spurs on a three-year, $22 million deal. On the year, 5.7 points per game, 4 rebounds per game, and 0.9 assists per game. Again, the Spurs are awful, but they get another big man who can give you defensive minutes. Really isn't a scorer, but can give you the hustle minutes on defense. Can rebound, play defense. It's pretty much going to be his role his whole career. Daniel Tice on the Knicks. On the, on the list next, he's going to the Rockets on a four-year, $36 million deal. 9.6 points per game, 5.5 rebounds per game, and 1.7 assists per game. He was uh, formerly with the Boston Celtics. He was a really good defensive player. He also could shoot the three pretty effectively for a big man. He also was really good in the pick and roll. So the Rockets are going to get a pretty solid defender. He can, I think he could start on a team. I mean... Not like crazy minutes, but I think he could start. But he also is he would be he would fit in great on the Rockets as a bench player as well. Next on the list, Corey Joseph is headed to the Pistons for two years, ten million, seven points per game, two point six rebounds per game, and two point nine assists per game. The dude's been all over the place. He's just a solid point guard. He really has been back and forth between a starting and a bench guy. So it's good that he get. I'm assuming he's going to get the opportunity to start in Detroit because they literally have nobody. Next on the list, one of my favorite players who's still around, which is awesome. Derrick Rose is returning to the Knicks for three years and $43 million on the season. 14.7 points per game, 2.6 rebounds per game, and 4.2 assists per game. Dude was an MVP at one point, one of the best. He was literally the the best point guard in the league at one point until he had that gnarly injury. And I'm still rooting for him. He seriously is such a rad dude, rad character. A very aggressive playmaker. He's just a very aggressive basketball player. So, yeah, I'm glad New York got to re-sign him because he's very sick. Next on the list, Jeff Green is going to the Denver Nuggets on a two-year $10 million deal. 11 points per game, 3.9 rebounds per game, and 1.6 assists per game. Some decent scoring off the bench. He's always been a power forward. Next on the list, Cody Zeller to the Trailblazers on a one-year deal. He was with the Charlotte Hornets his whole career. They gave him just this huge contract. He was never worth it. Basically just a rim protector. Really only played defense and got rebounds. Has never been a scoring center whatsoever. Not very skilled. But if you need defense and rebounding, he's your guy. 9.4 points per game. 6.8 rebounds per game. And 1.8 assists per game on the season last year. Or this past season. Next on the list, Devontae Graham, who also played with Cody Zeller on the Hornets, is headed to the Pelicans for four years, $47 million. It's a sign-in trade that will move a first-rounder to the Hornets. Devontae Graham, 14.8 points per game, 2.7 rebounds per game, and 5.4 assists per game. A very good scoring point guard. They should be stoked that they got him because they're going to need scoring after Lonzo left. David Nawaba is going back to the Houston Rockets on a three-year $15 million deal, 9.2 points per game. 3.9 rebounds per game and one assist per game. He's just kind of, I don't know, there's just a lot of random new guys in the league that are just kind of just shuffling all over the place. It's crazy. Next on the list, Cameron Payne has returned to the Phoenix Suns on a three-year $19 million deal. 18.4 points per game, 2.4 rebounds per game, and 
assists per game, has always been a bench player in his career. He really has been, he really, the type of point guard, he really has been like a distributing point guard. Never really has been a good scoring point guard. He always is teammates first, get players open. If he slashes, he'll be open, good at layups. He's an okay shooter. He's more of a tinier guy, so it's kind of hard for him to make the shots when you know the tall guys are defending him. But he gives you good hustle minutes off the bench. And also, I think the Suns here, it's a good formula, trying to bring all that, that core back that just ended up in the finals. And he was a part of that group, a part of that really amazing team. So good on the Suns for bringing him back. Next on the list, Evan Fournier is going to the New York Knicks on a four-year deal worth up to $78 million. He was just with the Celtics. They just gave him a deal, and he's already going to New York, which is funny. But this is what I was saying is that New York needed to sign. I really don't think Evan Fournier is, like, big, big news. He's always been a skilled small forward, but I don't think he's he's the answer in New York. But it's going to be a nice one, too, with him and Derrick Rose. On this past season, 17.1 points per game, 3 rebounds per game and 3.4 assists per game. So they're definitely going to get some good production from him, but I don't think really he's going to be the answer that's going to help them get to the playoffs. Next on the list, Nicholas Batum has a two-year deal to return to the Clippers. 8.1 points per game, 4.7 rebounds per game, and 2.2 assists per game. He was in the Blazers at one point with Damian Lillard and LaMarcus Aldridge and they, when they had a super good team. Batum is also a very skilled scorer. I think he just kind of took a backseat this year because they have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So he really hasn't gotten the ball. I really think he is a system player, and the system, obviously, in L.A. is not to give him the ball. It's to give the ball to Kawhi and Paul George. So I think I would like to think he knows his role. Maybe he doesn't, but hopefully he figures it out this upcoming season, even though I'm not a Clippers fan. Next on the list, Bobby Portis is returning to the Bucks on a two-year $9 million contract, 11.4 points per game, 7.1 rebounds per game, and 1.1 assists per game literally is the motor on the defense he's the motor he's like the guy that makes the whole team run he's like the fuel for the machine like super tough he's like the instigator will get in anybody's face he'll protect his players will just give you extremely solid minutes defensively really has never been a scorer but he's a big dude and he's a crazy dude he plays with a really nasty mentality so it's good they brought him back because also he's a part of that championship team they just literally had like a month ago so it's good they brought him back Next on the list, Torrey Craig is going to the Indiana Pacers on a two-year, $10 million deal. 5.5 points per game, 3.9 rebounds per game, and one assist per game. A very skilled uh, a very skilled shooting guard, mainly primarily a bench guy. He actually may get starting minutes time on the Indiana Pacers, which is cool. Nerlin Noels, he's the next on the list, is returning to the Knicks on a three-year, $32 million deal. Remember, I remember this guy was like the first pick for the Sixers. Oh, he's going to be the next big thing. Super skilled, shoot, score, pass. He can rebound, play defense, and he's been horrible. He's been on like five different teams and never, ever has been what he was slated to be. On this season, 5.1 points per game, 6.4 rebounds per game, and 0.7 assists per game. JaVale McGee is going to the Suns on a one-year $5 million deal. A great signing for them. Another guy that's going to come off the bench. He knows his role. Never has been a scorer, but he's so athletic, and he plays defense. He's a seven-footer. He knows his role. Just come in, give our star, who's going to be our star center for years, DeAndre Aiden, if he develops an offensive game, who's extremely young. Come in, give the young guy a break. Just play hustle minutes. You're set. 7.3 points per game, 5.2 rebounds per game, and 0.8 assists per game on the season. Alec Burks has agreed to a three-year, $30 million deal to stay with the New York Knicks 
So they got Burks, Rose, and Fournier bringing three solid pieces back together. 12.7 points per game, 4.6 rebounds per game, and 2.2 assists per game. Gary Trent Jr. has agreed to a three-year, $54 million deal with the Raptors. 15.3 points per game, 2.6 rebounds per game, and 1.4 assists per game. He was rad in Portland. I really wish, wish they kept him, but obviously... With Damian Lillard and then McCollum and now the signing of Powell, there really was no more room for him on the roster anymore. Reggie Bullock next on the list is close to signing with the Dallas Mavericks on a potential three-year deal. Bullock is getting $30 million over three years this past season. 10.9 points per game, 3.4 rebounds per game, and 1.5 assists per game on the season. For the, Mi- for the Miami Heat, they keep it rolling. Jimmy Butler is expected to agree to a four-year, $184 million extension with the Miami Heat this past season. 21.5 points per game, 6.9 rebounds per game, and 7.1 assists per game. He's basically the star player on that team, and it's good that they got Kyle Lowry now because now it helps. It gives Jimmy Butler another scoring option, which is awesome. Next on the list, TJ McConnell is returning to the Pacers on a four-year, $35 million deal. He's always been a backup point guard, but really is just a very defensive-minded point guard. Really has never been a scorer, but he literally will give you just all the defensive hustle minutes, which is very important. You want to have that guy on your team. This past season, 8.6 points per game, 3.7 rebounds per game, and 6.6 assists per game. This next one, very big. Big man Jared Allen is returned to the Cleveland Cavaliers on a five-year, $100 million deal. He is a restricted free agent and ranked as the number five player available this offseason. He's one of the more skilled centers, super athletic. And I'm bummed that Brooklyn got rid of him because they would have had, even with all those guys, James, Kyrie, Katie, and Blake, and having him, it would have been, oh my gosh, such a nasty lineup. On the season, 12.8 points per game, 10 rebounds per game, and 1.7 assists per game. Kelly Olenek has agreed to a three-year, $37 million deal with the Detroit Pistons, a stretch four. Plays defense, can shoot the ball pretty well. He's a freaking, he's super tall and can shoot the ball very well. For three years, $37 million. I'm not sure on his part, but Detroit's just throwing out money at this point because they really desperately need help. On the season, 13.5 points per game, seven rebounds per game, and 2.9 assists per game. Boban Marjanovic is returning to the Dallas Mavericks, 4.7 points per game, 3.9 rebounds per game, and 0.3 assists per game. Dude is over seven foot, just a massive towering man. Not a scorer, really just plays defense. That's it, because he's so tall, and that's what he's good for. Just play defense and protect the rim, and that's what he does. Sterling Brown is going to the Dallas Mavericks. 8.2 points per game, 4.4 rebounds per game, 1.4 assists per game. Next on the list, Solomon Hill is back to the Hawks on a one-year deal, like I said, with the Hawks previously. You bring back some of your guys and then go out and re-sign some of the big-name dudes, which hopefully they can do. The team will get better. On the season, 4.5 points per game, 3 rebounds per game, and 1.1 assists per game. He's always been a bench guy. Stretch four. We'll see how what kind of impact he can make this next season. Furkan Korkmaz is going back to the 76ers on a three-year $15 million deal. 9.1 points per game, 2.1 rebounds per game. 1.5 assists per game. Never has really been a defensive guy. Always has shot the three very well, and they need that because who even knows if Ben Simmons is going to be there next year? Very weird. We'll see. Alex Len is going to the Kings on a two-year deal. 6.6 points per game, 4.1 rebounds per game, 
and 0.8 assists per game. He can start or come off the bench. He started with the Suns and was their starting center. A very athletic starting center. Really doesn't have a huge offensive game, but can play defense, get you boards, and is excellent in the screen and in the pick and roll. Mo Harkless next on the list. He's going to the Kings on a two-year, $9 million deal. 5.2 points per game, 2.4 rebounds per game, and 1.2 assists per game. Always has been a bench guy, a stretch forward. He can shoot the ball, play decent defense, more of a wing defender. Mike Muscala is headed to the Thunder for two years, $78 million. 9.7 points per game, 3.8 rebounds per game, and 0.8 assists per game. He's been all over the place. He shoots the ball, plays defense. Not very skilled, but he's he's okay. He's a, he's a solid player. Next on the list, P.J. Tucker is headed to the Heat. Um, like I said, they're just throwing out money to everybody. He gets two years, $15 million with the player option on the second season. 3.7 points per game, 3.9 rebounds per game, 1.2 assists per game. Another guy you need to have on your team that's a veteran. Just plays defense and will go out and do all the dirty work that none of your young guys and none of your veterans want to do. He'll make it happen, even though you're not going to get any scoring from him. 3.7 points per game and not even four rebounds. You're not going to get any of that. You're just going to get amazing defensive production is pretty much what you're going to get. So whatever player you want shut down on the, on the opposing team's offense, just put him on him and you'll see what happens. Max Struss is also headed to the Heat for two years on a $3.5 million contract. 6.1 points per game, 1.1 rebounds per game, and 0.6 assists per game. And last on the list, Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors are reportedly set to agree on a $215 million contract extension over the next four years. Curry currently has one year left on his deal. This past season, 32 points per game, 5.5 rebounds per game, and 5.8 assists per game. One of the most skilled shooting point guards in the league, MVP type season. He's been an MVP before. He literally is one of the best point guards in the league, and he'll be a for sure Hall of Famer. I think it's rad that he's re-signing with the Warriors. He's been with them his whole career. They gave him, obviously, a fat day before this 215, and now they're going to, like, I'm pretty sure he got, like, 190 before this one, and now they're giving him this. Once Klay Thompson comes back, and I think if they trade away some of their young guys and get some more veteran guys in there, I think they can make a run again. They're a very, very good team, and he's the perfect player to lead a franchise to a championship again. And he's, obviously, he's done that. He won three with them. When KD, Clay, and Draymond were all there. And Draymond's still there as well. When Clay comes back, you get that big three back, dude. The things are going to start clicking again. So, obviously, I'm not a Warriors fan. I'm a Lakers fan. But I'm very excited that they got to bring him back. Because he is a very, very, very skilled point guard. No, he... So, one of the best point guards. But I think he is he is the best shooter in the league, hands down. No one even comes close. Maybe, like, James Harden is, like... You could argue James Harden at first. But, Seth Curry is number one. Fight me. Don't at me. <laughs> anyway, folks, that is what we had for all today of the episode. Literally all just NBA because it's just been, I, I love talking about all the different signing trades and all the different guys going everywhere and all the random bench guys getting all this crazy money. But stay tuned for more. Friday, we're going to have another episode. I actually am heading to Colorado tomorrow for a couple days. My dad and I are going to a Rockies. Rockies Cubs game. We we do a ballpark every summer. Obviously, it's August, not really summer anymore. But that's our next that's our next baseball stadium on the list is Force Field. So I'll get the, I'll be able to talk about that come Friday. So I will catch all you ballers later on that episode. Bye.